I've been thinking a lot about reinvention, which I often do because I am a reinvention coach. And when I think about reinvention, I've been thinking a lot about what is the first thing, what is the foundation that you need to have to reinvent yourself? And the answer is hope. Welcome to the Reinvention Podcast. I am your host and reinvention coach, Sari Kimball. And this is episode number 30, All Reinvention Begins With Hope. And very quickly, I would love for you to pause this podcast and go and rate and review it. If you're on Apple, you can leave a written review or Spotify, you can leave a star review. That helps other people find this podcast and start to create the reinvention that they want in their lives. So thank you in advance for that. This episode around hope and why it is so important to reinvention is both inspired by something personal, which I'll share, and also a couple of calls that I've had with people getting on a powerful coaching call and exploring what's possible. And I've just noticed, I'm like, huh, what does it take? What's the foundation of actually moving forward, of creating a real change, a lasting change in your world, who you are, how things show up for you, what you want in your life. And at the basis, at the core is hope. And it got me thinking about a book that I read a while ago, but it's been popping into my mind and it's called Learned Hopefulness by Dan Tomasulo. I don't know if I said that exactly right, but... He is a part of the whole positive psychology movement that Marty Seligman started in the 80s or 90s, I believe. And he's really challenging the idea that learned helplessness, where we just kind of roll over and say it's not even worth trying, that we can actually change that, that in our brain, we do have the power to instead foster learned hopefulness. And that hope hope and hopefulness is really where all change happens. We first have to have hope that it's even possible. So hopefully, if you are listening to this podcast, you have a sense that it is possible that there's that little inkling that you're like, I'm researching, I'm finding information out there like this podcast that says, maybe it is. Maybe it's possible for me to change how I respond to things, for me to change my circumstances and to create a life that feels more intentional, more authentic and more fun. So recently I was coaching somebody about wanting to start a business. And I tend to work with entrepreneurs. I love working with people who just have that glimmer of an idea, like it's maybe possible for me, but I'm not sure how, and I'm not quite sure if this is for me. And I love to coach people in that moment where I can open their their head, their, their mind to possibility to it, it is possible and we can foster that hope. So I was coaching somebody who has kind of a 
a regular nine to five job that is not what she really wants to be doing. Instead, she has these ideas of how she wants to create more value in the world and how she wants to help people and create a life that is uh, more expansive and that she is able to have more experiences, bigger life experiences with her family. And what's so cool is she just messaged me and said how impactful that one call was to both open her mind of what's possible and to also give her concrete next steps because sometimes we get too into the bigness of it and then it just feels so overwhelming and we shut it all down (laughs) and we're like, I can't, I can't even imagine how that's possible. So I love to give people both like, let's go explore. What do you want? Begin with the end in mind. What's possible? Let me give you some ideas and, and open your mind and let me give you some concrete next steps. And she was starting to do things already and she told me about this plan that she had this weekend and we're keeping it really simple, but she was actually going to start and she had a new hope. Like she was willing to put in energy and shift resources of time and potentially money and say, this is possible for me and I have agency over it. I am able to take steps in this direction that I've never done before. And it feels scary. It feels big. But I know the next few things I can do. And I have hope that this is possible. And we've all heard the phrase, right? Hope is not a strategy. Completely 100% agree. We do need to then add a strategy and take action from there. But it's interesting as I was um reading back uh, on Dan's book is that hope is the only positive emotion that requires kind of a negative trigger. We need to have something outside of us that is saying, this is not good, right? It's it's a negative, uh, at least we interpret it as negative. And it could be a layoff. It could be just that dissatisfaction, like it's enough with your current job that you're like, something's got to change. It could be a diagnosis. It could be a life transition, like kids going off to college or getting a divorce or uh, a shift in the work that you're doing. And so there's lots of outside triggers that are could be interpreted as negative in the moment for sure. And hope is one of the possibilities of response. It can also be helplessness. It can also be, this isn't possible for me and shutting it down. But we actually get to choose hope and that that is actually a positive emotion. Like just feel it in your body. When when you're feeling hopeful about something, you probably feel a little bit it's not quite just like a light ethereal feeling for me. It's like a more gritty, but it is positive. It's like, yes, I can take action. I have agency over this. I have power over this. And that's exactly what hope is to kind of give a definition around it. It is a positive emotion that you have the ability to affect change in your life, that you are not a victim, that if you take action, you have the power to affect things in your life. And 
I love the difference between, you know, optimism is just a general like, I just believe things are going to work out, right? It's not about you personally as a human being able to affect change. It's just like a general, it feels very passive to me, whereas hope has some action to it. It's activating and it's um, not passive for sure. And then it's also different. Hope is different from faith. Faith is that there's something out there, right? Whether that's God or the universe source, whatever your version of that is, that something out there is working on my behalf and things are going to turn out for my best, my best, highest good, right? And for me personally, I I said I would share a personal experience that I'm going through is that I have basically been single for eight years, dating on and off, Um, no real long-term relationships in there. And when I first got divorced, I had a lot of hope. I was like, yeah, I'm going to find somebody right away. And, you know, I had a lot of hope that I would be in a relationship pretty quickly or, you know, maybe a year or two after the divorce. And then as time has gone on, I would have to say I have lost hope. Like there's still maybe some optimism, like, yeah, maybe, some, It's but it's very passive. And it is not from lack of trying, my friends, at all. There have been years and times I have probably been on, I don't know, 200 dates, <laughs> if I had to guess. So it is definitely not from lack of action, but over the years, I've just found myself kind of losing hope that it's even possible for me. And this last year, I really kind of shut it down. I've been on literally two dates um, <laughs> and I was set up on those. I shut off all the apps and everything and I said, I'm just going to really focus on myself. And I kind of let go of it altogether. Just like I am going to work on being the love of my own life and If it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. It's fine. So that's been the last year. And then I went on this amazing retreat, really opened me up to love. Again, it broke down a lot of walls for me, a lot of the protection, especially around loving and being open to a life partner, to um, a relationship. And so now I find myself... Uh, thinking again about dating and what I want that to look like now. And I was writing out kind of the life partner and like all the things uh, that I would love this person to embody and how I would love the relationship to look and what's important to me and what are my priorities. And it got me thinking about, you know, I wouldn't even attempt this. I wouldn't even put myself out there if there wasn't hope. If I did not have hope that it was possible for me, and it's a little bit of faith as well, right? Faith that if I take the action and if I can maintain my hope, that it's going to happen. Because I have finally, I have come back to a place of like, yes, I want this. And I would not even declare that out loud if there was no hope. And the main shift of how you shift into hope versus helplessness, what they learned in the experiments that they've done is that whether you go to hope or helplessness is a risk assessment. 
It is your brain kind of evaluating the situation and it's saying, nope, there's no possibility. Just lay down and die, basically shut it all down versus hope, which says I have agency. I can make change. This can work out, even though I don't exactly know how, but it's it's hope there. And what the beauty of realizing that is that it's a perception thing. It is something that we can change in our brain. And it's not about the thing that's happening to you outside. It's not about the eight years of being single and saying it's not possible or it is. Like those aren't facts. Those are a perception in my brain that say, yes, I am choosing to foster hope. And so what needs to happen next, and this is true for myself and for my clients. I recently had a client who uh, had been considering, trying to decide, is it time to quit her job and focus on her business and who she wants to be in her family? And for a long time, it was a no, and it was out of fear. And then she did it. She up and quit her job. And she would not do that if there was not hope there that it was possible for her to create a successful, sustainable business. But we have these moments of hope and we have to foster it. We have to keep working on it because it can come and go. If we do not really manage our mind, hope will fade. So some of the ways that you can do that are gratitude, our micro goals, which is what um, Dan talks about in the book, is, is constantly doing small goals, like having really tiny chunks. And I think this works really well. I work with a lot of clients who are uh, diagnosed with ADHD or self-diagnosed. And if we can break things down into tiny little chunks, 20, 30 minutes, and we get some things done, we move the ball forward, then we feel more successful and we're we can see that we can affect change in a tiny way and it helps us to be able to continue to build up the reservoir of hope and we start proving to ourselves that it's possible. We're building evidence with every little micro goal and those micro goals add up. <laughs> and then we can look back and say, oh, it's happening, right? And it reinforces the hope. I think it's also about surrounding yourself, like really changing your environment of what you're taking in, whether that's people, whether that's news, whether that's media, like really focusing on listening. Like if you're thinking about starting a business, start listening to people who are positive about that, who can help you find examples of other people who have done it and where it's possible. And the same would go for me for relationships. Looking to other examples of people who have met their life partner and not just by like sitting around and saying, oh, I don't know, maybe it's possible, but like taking action, doing the work to call in this person and to actually do the dating thing again and, and declare that you want it. Because given the option, your brain will default to the negative because action requires energy and your brain does not like to expend unnecessary energy. So you have to purposefully direct your mind. You have to say, if I want to start a business, I'm going to start listening 
to other people who are doing it. I'm going to get ideas and we're not going to compare and despair and think, oh, they're so much farther along. We're going to use it as inspiration to remind our brain that it is possible. It's also getting a coach, somebody like myself who can say, yes, it's possible. I did it for myself. I created a multiple six-figure business that has created an incredible life that I absolutely love. And I can help expand your mind to what is possible and give you step-by-step next steps. Very concrete because I've done it for myself and I know how to help you do it as well. And lastly, Dan talks about in the book as another strategy is acts of kindness. Like you're almost going out and acting on that hope and creating it for other people. And when you do that for other people, you also feel it in yourself. So I think it's, again, another reinforcement of like when I'm kind to others, it feels really good. I'm creating more hope in their world, which then creates more hope in my life. And it's just going to uplift you altogether. And then your actions are going to come from such a better place. They're going to come from a more hopeful, positive place. And you will see results so much faster. All right. So that's what I have for you today. I want you to go out and think about, am I hopeful that I have agency to change the situation? What is the next step, the tiny little micro goal that I can do that I can start building on? even if it's just 20 minutes to go and work on that one thing and get a little bit of progress, focus on that, focus on kindness and uplifting your overall surroundings. Start surrounding yourself with people who are doing the things that you want to do. And I just want to leave you with, it is possible. If you are thinking about it, if you are dreaming about it, if you're wondering about it, it is because it is possible. You would not even have that idea. You would not even have that inclination if there wasn't a way for you to achieve it. So go out there and foster your hope. And if you want support with this, schedule a 75-minute powerful coaching call. And to do that, you go to reinventioncoach.co, fill out the form, and I will be in touch. Until next time, have an amazing week.